Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 177th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. This hand is from the middle to early stages of a $10,000 buy-in six-handed World Series of Poker event. We are facing a raise from Martin Jakobsen, World Series of Poker main event champion, a good, tight, aggressive player who I think just plays a very strong, fundamentally sound game. But I would venture to say he doesn't like to put his whole stack in the pot at any individual point. And I think he probably thinks I'm playing somewhat on the snug side, although maybe he doesn't even know who I am. Who knows? So here he opens up to 1,400 in the low jack seat under the gun six-handed. And I get a six offsuit on the button with a 100, well, an 80,000 effective stack at 300, 600. Now, if I was playing this hand today, I would fold basically every time. Apparently on this day, I was feeling a bit frisky or maybe Martin was getting out of line a bit. I don't know. But this is not a particularly great three betting hand just because it has no potential whatsoever. However, if you do expect your opponent to four bet or fold a lot of the time, and I generally thought that that was the type of player Martin was. He seemed to be the four better full player instead of the call from out of position player and not very many good players do call out of position and see flops um, because of that if you're going to be three betting wide you want to be three betting with hands that have blockers i think i would just prefer a hand like ace 10 instead though or ace jack the six is just a complete brick here and you know the ace is nice but it's probably better just go ahead and three bet with hands that can either make a straight like ace five or hands that even have a little bit more equity in case he does decide to four bet small or call my three bet. Like I'd much rather have ace five of diamonds and ace of spades six of diamonds. So this wouldn't be much of an episode if I just folded. I do make it 4,400. Uh, 4, so he made it eight, 1,800 or 1,600, one of the two. I And I made it 4,400. So it gets back to him. And now he makes it 12,600 out of his 80,000 stack. All right, well, this is obviously not good, and it was also expected. I think a lot of people look at this scenario and say, I'm going to three-bet this A6, but they don't really think, is my opponent going to be four-betting most of their range or calling? They think, I don't know if they think anything, like, oh, A6, I three-bet. But here, it, it's almost like we're predicting that he's going to be four-betting a decent amount. So if you expect your opponent to four-bet a decent amount, what should you do? Well, you should either strengthen up your three betting range and just three bet with your strong hands that can withstand pressure, or you should be willing to four bet more often. Now, when you four bet more often, you also want to ask yourself, is my opponent going to be willing to five bet? Actually, this is raise, three bet, four bet, five bet. You should be five betting um, more often with hands, but that's making the assumption then that your opponent's not going to six bet bluff all in. And notice if I make it, I don't know, 28,000, he's going to have to shove if he is going to continue in the pot. Not very many people make it, whatever the minimum is, I don't even know what it is, 40,000 or something like that, out of an 80,000 stack. So right here, I either need to fold, which I would, again, definitely suggest you do the vast majority of the time. I should probably not even be in this pot to start with. But if you are going to continue, you should either, well, you should five bet. You should not call ever. I want to make that clear. Um, Whenever you three bet with a blocker hand, whether it be ace-10 or ace-6 or king-jack, all these hands that are, you know, okay, but they don't actually have much equity against a reasonable four-betting range, you should be folding or five-betting, one of the two. Do not call and try to see a flop, unless your opponent, like, min-re-raises or something like that, but even then, you have to be careful because a lot of people only min-re-raise when they just have the nuts. 
and you know, ace six and king jack don't do too well against the nuts. So I actually clicked it back, it looks like. So he made it 12,600. I made it 21,000. So 9,000 and change on top. And this is something I would only do with hands like aces and kings and maybe queens and ace-king for value. So a very small value range. But I would do this for value. And when you're doing it with those hands for value, you can have some bluffs. So the question is, which hands do you want to bluff? Well, it doesn't really matter that much, but I do think the blocker hands are going to be more relevant than the suited connected type hands. Because like I said, Martin doesn't seem to be the type of player who's going to call from out of position with his ace-jack bluffs here. He's just going to fold. So I don't hate this, but ace-6 is... I keep going back to the fact that ace-6 is garbage, and it is garbage. I don't need to beat that concept to death, but... A6 is not a good hand. I should have just folded this preflop, and then I should have probably folded it to the 4-bat. But once I 3-bat, and I know my opponent's going to be somewhat inclined to 4-bat, I should at least consider 5-betting. And when you're playing in-game, especially against amateur players, not against World Series champions, but against amateur players, you can very often tell when they 4-bat if they are like ready to go, if they're amped up and ready to play all-in. And if they're amped up and ready to play all-in, well, then clearly just fold. Or if they're obviously just messing around, then you can put in the five bet and win the pot almost every time. Um, But again, one important point here is that if I think Martin's going to four bet wide, that doesn't give me license to five bet wide because I need to think about if he's going to be shoving or six betting wide. And I didn't think he would, just like I mentioned right at the top of this video. The read that I have in general is that he tries to avoid all in pots without very good hands. Like I don't see him shoving ace jack here very often or king queen or ace five suited. He's probably just going to fold. And I also said, mentioned that he, I think he probably thinks I'm snug enough. So if I'm snug enough and I am five betting now, I probably have something pretty good. So let's see when he, if he punishes me, he does not punish me. He lets me punish him. That's lucky. So he folds, and we end up winning a nice pot. And, you know, one very nice side effect of running bluffs like this is that now your opponents, all of them, they're watching this hand, right? They're they're going to be a little bit more cautious when it comes to opening to start with because they know if you 3-bet, you're actually willing to follow it up with some aggression, whether or not you actually had a good hand. And also, it, it may make them just not... It may make them not open up so much. And when they do open up, their four bets, when you three bet, are often going to be much more honest. They're going to be tilted towards very strong hands, which will allow you to then three bet wide, but then fold to their four bets in the future. Assuming they're actually going to care about what we're doing here and adjust in any way whatsoever. But this is how you become the table captain. Now, I don't want you to think that being the table captain is even that relevant of a thing. And, you know, being a table captain is almost like a joke or something that a lot of high stakes players will make fun of medium stakes players for thinking, oh, I'm the table captain. This is good. I can run everyone over. Because in reality, if you're playing too many hands, you're just playing too many hands and you're wide open for being exploited. But this is how you run over tables to some extent. And when it works, it's great. You win a lot of chips. When it does not work, it is not great. You lose some chips. But at least then, if you put in a five bet and then fold, especially if you just snap fold, your opponents know you're messing around. And if they know you're messing around, they're going to be a little bit more cautious because no one's just trying to play for all their money. And 
I don't think it's that relevant, but what if you do get shoved on here and it's back on you, I don't suggest you take a lot of time and act like you're making a big fold. I do not want to make my opponents think I'm making big folds. I want my opponents to think that I'm messing around with them and that I am trying to run them over and that I am willing to get out of line and take advantage of what I see. I don't want them to think, oh man, I'm just some weak, tight knit who's folding ace-king, right? Because then they'll just continue to run you over. And I don't really want to induce my opponents to run me over. I want to induce my opponents to get out of my way and let me run let me run them over. So that's going to be it for this episode today of Weekly Poker Hand. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and um, you know, leave comments on the videos, like the videos, um, and leave a review for the podcast on iTunes if that's where you are listening. Thanks again. Good luck in your games, and I will talk to you next week.